Hey, welcome back. So rather than throw an ad at the beginning of today's podcast, I want to quickly take a, you know, 30 seconds here to tell you uh, about a pretty cool program called Delphia, soon to be a, an app. Uh, essentially, the way Delphia works is that it is looking for data, the same data that's already collected on us on a daily basis through Google, through Facebook, through GPS, etc., and and to pay you for that. And in turn, they're going to use that data to hopefully uh, get a better idea of, of consumer attitude since we do have a consumer-driven economy and to beat the average stock market return through that data. And in fact, you can even invest that money that they're giving you for your data into to the market with, with their model. Now, I don't know how well their model is going to work. Time will tell, but there's not a whole lot to lose except for your data that's already being given out pretty freely or, or being taken by a lot of these companies. So uh, a little over 30 seconds here. But but anyways, I want to tell you about it. Link below in the description. I'll throw it in the comments too as well on YouTube. But getting to today's topic, you know, I, I almost hesitate to, to throw out another podcast about this this Wuhan, this Chinese coronavirus. And yet... I mean, uh, on this Friday, uh, how can I do anything about that? Because it really is what is driving the markets today. It's driving a lot of these headlines. I mean, if you turn on the nightly news, if you turn on most mainstream uh, news uh, uh, programs during the day, if, if you you know go over to Zero Hedge, you know, most of, of the news cycle, both financial and, and non-financial, really is is fixated on this this coronavirus. So quick recap on, on where we're at right now. Officially, we're looking at 900 plus cases. And this is, you know, midday here in the US on Friday. By the end of the day, by Saturday, that's likely going to have topped 1000. Uh, currently 26 fatalities, again, likely to rise. And we'll talk more about these numbers here in a second, just how accurate they are. Currently, China has roughly 40 plus million individuals on uh, borderline lockdown. I don't know if it's quite martial law in all these locations, but certainly limiting travel in and out of, of certain cities, including Wuhan, but but also some surrounding cities in the, uh, gosh, I don't remember the name of the province, Hubei, Hubei, uh, some big cities, right? Wuhan itself is, is roughly 11 million individuals. And this has spread to a, a ton of other countries around the world, including Japan, South Korea, uh, Thailand, uh, Australia, uh, I think there's a potential reported case in, in France, uh, um, Russia, uh, the UK, I believe, um, and, and of course, uh, the United States. We have soon to be uh, three, um, potentially three confirmed cases of this coronavirus here in the United States, mostly from people that recently traveled to China usually the, the Wuhan province or, or province. And, and of course, this is uh, coming up on the Chinese uh, Lunar New Year, which is, is a big event for, for people traveling and whatnot. So so certainly not a good time for this virus to, to be on the move. But anyways, we're looking at, as I said, 900 plus individuals and, and it's, you know, it's gone global now. And it's killed quite a few people as well. And the markets have reacted accordingly. In fact, on the gold side of things, uh, gold has has performed very well. I mean, surprise, surprise. Uh, we're seeing silver above eighteen dollars an ounce, and and gold uh, breaking through resistance at fifteen sixty range. I'll just say broadly fifteen sixty to fifteen seventy. Above that, currently trading above fifteen seventy, fifteen seventy two. 
And, you know, this is a Friday, so part of that might just be going into the weekend. Hey, who knows what these headlines are going to look like on Saturday or Sunday, or even after market close. Uh, and you see the Dow Jones, uh, the U.S. stock markets, broadly speaking, are seeing this is very bearish. The Dow Jones around down around 150 points today, half a percentage point. And, and that could be just the start. Who knows? You know, into close, you could see... Uh, an even further drop. Now, of course, you know the other side of this is, of course, governments are, are aware of not only panic in markets or, or fear, but but also in the broader population. And as as much as the media and maybe myself, you know, if you check for those of you on the podcast, uh, I know you, you moved podcasts. I asked you all to do that, but but if you do go over to my YouTube channel, I did put up a video yesterday, and it was uh, well, you have to check it out itself. I mean, it's it's less than a minute long. It's it's worth watching, and, and maybe it's a little bit of fear mongering on my part, entertainment fear mongering, creepy, whatever. But check it out. But the media, you know, does a good job of of kind of spreading this awareness, but also fear. Um, about this this Wuhan flu, Wuhan pneumonia, coronavirus, whatever, and uh, the government sort of plays the role of doing the opposite of that. China's government for a while was very much like, "Hey, we have this in our control," and then, bam, we're going to more or less quarantine uh, forty million plus citizens. We're going to build a whole new hospital in Wuhan to to take care of this, right? Uh, you know, all these, and, and then the United States. I mean, I have no doubt that. Soon you'll, you'll hear uh, Trump and, and other officials downplay the concerns, even if the World Health, or- Health Organization or the CDC is not. They, they could be uh, uh, you know, talking about the dangers of this. They have and they haven't. Uh, but you'll see world leaders, you know, say this isn't that big of a deal at this point, you know, just wash your hands, etc. cetera. Uh, but, but it's certainly maybe a little bit more serious than that. Now let's talk about these numbers here. I mean, that's really important. Uh, so, so it's, you know, this is just from various sources, a lot of them on Zero Hedge, you know, their various sources and whatnot. But, but you know, the the current number of cases is estimated to be, you know, 900 plus cases. Uh, and in reality, you know, a lot of, of experts, which I am not, you know, I'm talking epidemiologists, pathologists, people that study this, people that, you know, work for for the CDC, the, the World Health Organization, and, and various other Think tanks, organizations, or companies, or whatever, you know, a lot of them are saying that this is, you know, inaccurate. And there's there's probably a dozen reasons that I, I only can sum up probably a couple off the top of my head of, of why these numbers are probably inaccurate. I mean, first of all, this is not a death sentence for most people, right? As of right now, this has a death rate of, of maybe a couple people per hundred, right? Uh, so this isn't like everybody that catches it dies. And if you're young and healthy, you'll probably survive. You might need medical care. But, you know, the thing about this is that there's probably a lot of people that feel that this is a bad cold or something similar to the flu, and they just didn't go in for medical treatment. Therefore, we're never tested for it, right? There's also the issue of, of some doctors, some some uh, 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 hospitals and whatnot, just not testing people. Uh, there's in some places, including Wuhan reportedly a shortage of test kits. Uh, some hospitals have been turning people away because it's just that, uh, busy right now in, 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 uh, in some of these cities, especially, you know, Wuhan. Right. And, and so, I mean, that's, that's also going to be true going forward for, for other Chinese cities and provinces, as well as places around the world. Um, obviously, you know, if you have recent contact, with people in China or you went to China, but, but pretty soon here, you know, in in the coming days, the coming weeks, you know, these cases that are in the United States, Japan, South Korea, Thailand, uh, Philippines, you know, 
Europe and whatnot, you'll, you'll get these cases of, of individuals that didn't contract it. They didn't get the disease when they had visited to China, but rather they contracted it from somebody that had re- When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply recently been to China and and pretty soon it will be you know they're going to be spreading it to somebody else you know and so pretty soon here uh you, you know a simple screening question at a hospital of have you been out of the country in the last you know 48 hours or or 2 weeks or whatever won't be an adequate screening right and then and then you just have to test everyone for pneumonia which probably won't happen or test not everyone for pneumonia but but for the coronavirus that has you know, respiratory symptoms or pneumonia-like symptoms, right? And again, in all these other places, you're going to have some of the same problems with with figuring out how many people are sick in that they may just not come in because they're young. They're in their 20s, their 30s, whatever, and they feel it's not bad enough. Maybe they're even going to go to work. Maybe even go to work as a healthcare worker, right? Uh, and, and then, of course, there's the kind of the elephant in the room of, of the Chinese government. How much have they downplayed this through manipulating these numbers they've taken a strong stance against that publicly but there's a thousand one reasons economically speaking socially speaking for them to say eh this is a not a big deal right and also to to back that up with with numbers that are not out of this world now another thing that i found really interesting was was what they call the r naught of of this coronavirus r naught is is a measure of the um the spread of a pathogen. Uh, essentially what it is, is on average, how many people will be infected by every person that is infected? How many people will they spread it to, right? So if it's one, that means one person spreads it to one other person to one other person, right? And that's just a, the overall, the total number of infected are just going to stay steady. Below one, as eventually it's going to die out on its own, all else being equal. And anything above one means that it's going to slowly be expanding. And, and early on, especially with these numbers that are not great, you know, there's been estimates of that R naught at two, meaning that for every person that's infected, they spread to two other people. And so, you know, again, I'm not an epidemiologist, but I mean, if you think about this, break it down logically, you know, you, you're symptomatic and, and you can... Uh, you're contagious for, let's say, um, a week, right? And so over a week, on average, you're going to spread it to two people, meaning that, you know, somebody correct me on my, 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 uh, my theory here, but, but in theory, if you have 100 people infected, on average, in a week, they're going to spread it to 200 people. Right, but some of those people are going to contract it earlier and already be contagious by the end of that week period. So it's going to be slightly faster than you know, a doubling every week or whatever it is the average symptomatic um, or, or contagious period is for for this specific illness. Uh, but even that is so much in 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 up in the air. What is the R naught of this? Is it is it two or is it three? I mean, there's there, there's probably a huge difference in you know if if you're looking at the models for some of these from these organizations like the World Health Organization, the CDC, huge difference between 2 and 2.5 for the R0 at this stage in the game, but especially later on, right? 2.5 and 3, or even crazier, you know, 4 or 5, right? That is pretty 
substantial difference. And so, you know, it's something to pay attention to. And, and I wish, you know, as I said before, I wish I didn't have to make another podcast about this, but it's driving, you know, it's driving the oil price, the stock price, the precious price of precious metals. This is pretty big. And, and, you know, when it's all said and done, I don't know, this could be the plague of our day. And then let's not rule that out. Um, media does a pretty good job of, of spreading awareness slash fear about it. Uh, but then there's also the, the thing of you know, globalization and, and, and uh, air travel and whatnot. And, and if people don't think that it's, it's established in their area, then they're not going to take precautions yet, right? Have you taken precautions yet? Probably not. Neither have I, because as far as I know, it's not in northern Minnesota. So I don't have to worry about it. But eventually it will be. And there'll be that period of time before people know that it's here that, that that's going to be the case, right? And so I don't know. I mean, you wonder how many people this can ultimately spread to, how quickly it can blow up. And it's, I think, has a long ways to go. But if nothing else, that fear side of things is going to continue to drive the markets and it's going to drive the economy. I mean, this is a big thing. I mean, even if you're like me and you're in your 20s, relatively healthy, um, unlikely, very unlikely to die from this, according to what we've been told so far, uh, you can still spread it to your grandma, your parents, your child, whatever. I I know I don't want to get it. Plus, you just don't want to get it in the first place. And there's this fear of it. You know, the media has thus far not kind of talked about how this isn't a death sentence. You know, it's a small percentage of people that actually die. I'm not trying to downplay the serious system of it. It's just not, you know, I don't know, the bubonic or the pneumonic plague. It's not... Uh, you know, the Ebola or, or something like that, which I, I believe has a much higher death rate, you know, and, and I'm sure there's still some serious side effects, longstanding side effects, respiratory and other others for, for those that don't die. But but it's not, the, the media rarely uh, uh, talks about, you know, the reality of its lethality. And, and that's a good and bad thing. People are going to be more cautious. But, um as I said before, that, that caution is going to play into things like travel, airline stocks, economic, and all the economic growth that is driven by that, or by mass transit and railways. Eventually, people won't want to go into work. Uh, healthcare workers won't want to work. People won't want to go to the hospitals in the first place if they have anything other than pneumonia-like symptoms or, or cold symptoms, flu symptoms, right? So there's a ton of reasons for, for why this is going to drive these markets going forward. And that's why I'm talking about it here. That's the big, that's not the big risk because every death is obviously, what, what's the saying? Uh, a, a single death is a tragedy, um, you know, and, and a thousand deaths or a million deaths is just a statistic. What was that? Joseph Stalin, I believe, you know, that's a, not a perfect quote. Uh, it's probably Russian, in Russian in the first place. But but what I'm saying here is that, you know, I, I don't want to downplay these 26 deaths and, and more to come and, and say that's not a big deal because it is. And then the many deaths that will follow, you know, it's a big deal. These are people we're talking about. Uh, but, you know, the big thing that, that I'm really looking at is, is not being something that wipes out humanity, right, or kills a tenth of the world population. You know, I don't see that as, as super likely. This could become a huge thing, though, right? But, but really, right now, what you have to watch is, is how are consumers responding to this? And I don't want to make it all about the money. I mean, this is, but, but you can't ignore markets. You can't ignore economic growth and whatnot. And it really plays into this narrative that, that I and so many of others have been talking about, about the, the fragility of China and, and the global economy, right? And so if, you know, this is what it takes to send us into a major deep recession. I mean, hey, we could be a month from now talking about 
the Fed uh, pumping in an extra $100 billion a month into the markets or, or whatever be, because of a virus, right? We talked about the Fed or the, uh, uh, China, uh, you know, doing this huge social financing program or, or whatever, easing their monetary policy, injecting liquidity or credit into their system on the basis of uh, an, an epidemic or pandemic or whatever the accurate term is at that point. So, I mean, this is definitely something to watch. And, and of course, that is what I, interests me and what interests so many of you guys. So something to keep an eye on. Of course, as for gold and silver, which some of you guys are, are wondering about, I mean, it's it's really a matter of is this sustainable or not. Um, and and I guess we'll find out come Sunday, right, as well as the headlines over the weekend. And and who knows, but, but with gold breaking through that key resistance level, even though it's on the back of, of these short-term, currently short-term headlines, this problem probably isn't going away anytime soon. So don't be surprised to see gold and silver go much, much higher. As always, though, I'd like to thank every one of you for tuning in to today's podcast. I know it's all just about the coronavirus right now. But but again, uh, can you blame me? How can we ignore this? So as always, thank you for watching and God bless.